Hi guys, welcome back to Carol's Coffee House. I'm Maura. And I'm Sarah. So and we Oh no. <laughs> so I'm currently drinking some green tea because I'm not I'm breaking the rules of the coffee and I'm drinking tea today. <laughs> well, I don't have coffee. It's a little late in the day for me to drink coffee, but I'm drinking water. So but welcome to Carol's Coffee House, a podcast for Catholic young adults in their twenties and thirties who are looking to um, find a place of community while deepening their spiritual life. We're happy to have you here. <clears throat> And um, we would like to share a little bit of um, wisdom from John Paul too, before we really get into it. Yes. Um, so I wanted to open with just something to kind of think about um, this week, just um, a really cool line from JP2, since this is Carol's Coffee House and he's our patron, I thought it would be appropriate to share just some words of wisdom. Um, this is taken from uh, an address to the youth from World Youth Day in Toronto. Um, where he tells them, we are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures. We are the sum of the father's love for us and our real capacity to become the image of his son. And I really, I really like that, especially, you know, when you consider, especially like when you're, when you're in a point in your life where it's so easy to get up in your head, like, oh, if only I had this thing, or I don't like this about myself, or I'm terrible at this, you know, this, that, or the other thing in your life, um, you feel like maybe you're not at a point where you'd like to be, or you, you feel like you're at a constant failure, mm-hmm. um, or you have all these, like, it's so easy to focus on the negatives of yourself. Um, and I love that he says, we're not the sum of those things. We are the sum of the father's love for us, which yes. is huge. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also, and our real capacity, I love the end of that. And our real capacity to become the image of his son. Cause that like, that's, that's it. That's what we are. We are called to be. We are called to live in the image of Christ, um, in his example. Um, and we have a great capacity to do that. And I feel like that's what you know, like that's what our life journey is all about. What we do and how we do that looks so different for everyone. And that's beautiful and exciting and terrifying. It is. Uh, you know, like and you well, guys can't see it, but I'm like, like nodding along with the, everything that Sarah's saying. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just yeah, I what that looks like. And I think that's what people are seeking. Um, we read, we read, a, um, I've read a book recently where it talks really about how humans are naturally inclined to seek out truth and beauty and goodness, those transcendentals. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesus, Jesus leads us to those things and we can find those things in him. Um, but I think it's beautiful. Our capacity to live in his image. I think that's, I think that's just beautiful to become the image of his son. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that in my own life, I've been noticing just like different areas that like, I find myself struggling in and I'm like, okay, like Jesus, like what, what are you looking for me to do? Like, how do, what do you want to use of the struggle that I'm dealing with and how can I offer it to you and try to be more like you? And cause I mean, he, he, he was crucified and he was scourged at the pillar and he carried his own 
cross he like mm-hmm. he carried his cross with and then with a crown of thorns and I'm like okay like this isn't that bad but like Jesus yeah. I'm not you <laughs> how do I become more like you and then mm-hmm. like there's times where it's like I'm really struggling with doing these and then it's like and he's like here's a little surprise I got some good news for you I'm like <laughs> oh cool like I don't suck yeah um yeah it's just yeah, it's really, I had a thought, what was it, um, while you were saying that. I just think, yeah. I think it, it is difficult. And oh, that that Jesus can take something that's so broken because we are, like, we're human. We make yeah. mistakes. We mess up all the time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that God and can take something or someone that might be a little bit broken mm-hmm. or imperfect, or it's just kind of life is a mess and make it beautiful god has that power like that god has that power Mm -hmm. to act in us to take the brokenness and our weaknesses and our failures and he turns it into something beautiful um and that gives me so much hope yes actually that made me think of something that um our friend kevin tweeted about this week oh really um yeah he tweeted about if you are falling into habitual sin ask god why he's allowing that and what you can learn from what he's trying to teach you in it Oh, that's awesome. And I, I was like, like, I'm like, this is very thought provoking. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, Something like, to consider. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the last week, like I was thinking about that and then I was just like, maybe because like, I was like, thinking, maybe God wants me to get sick of it. Like, like different <laughs> since I have, I'm like, okay, maybe the purpose of this one falling into it is he wants me to become just like so bored and sick of it that it's like, okay, like that's like, and for me to like, like look like if I were thinking about it, I can be like, uh, oh, that doesn't sound appealing. Like, I'm just, that's just so boring. And I it's like, and then I'm like, okay, I know that that's not the best reason to not sin, but it's not a bad reason to not sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can find, you can find a lot of beauty in the mundane you just have to know where to look for it but yeah um, yeah but yeah I thought yeah I just thought that was a really cool um we're not the sum of our weaknesses and failures we're the sum of the father's love for us yeah um, seriously and all his work in us so yeah and I guess that that could lead into like us feeling forgotten and yes yes and that's actually what we're talking about today is being a forgotten demographic mm-hmm a forgotten demographic. Maura uh, mentioned that when we were kind of planning on what we wanted to talk about in this first episode, and she just casually dropped that that phrase, the forgotten demographic, and that seemed really appropriate to me, just because um, I know that for me, at least in my experience, there's obviously exceptions to every rule, but on a whole, it seems like in the church you know, like when I go on Sundays Mm -hmm. and you look around and you see like the church is a beautiful home for families, for kids, high schoolers, usually Um, it's a really good place for older people to still be active and involved in their faith. um, If they, if they don't work anymore, but there's a real lack. I don't know if you've ever been in, in mass before and you kind of look around and there's just like, where are all the people my age, you know? Just- yeah. And like, sometimes I'm looking around, I see other, like, it looks like they're single and it looks like they're men. Cause like normally it's men that I'm like, cause I'm <laughs> like, okay, really like, like cute men are here that might be around my age. But then like, I, I naturally look younger and then I'm like, okay, but like, are they in their late twenties like me or are they like 22 yeah. or 25? Cause like, I mean, I, I think that all single people we've dealt with, like in, in terms of like dating stuff, we like 
age brackets with dating mm-hmm. and we're like okay like are they a little bit too young for me like are they at the bottom did they do they make the cut or are they like way older than they probably think they are but like mm-hmm. yeah, and then just like just like at mass and seeing families and other people but I also think it's like very difficult to approach other people at church I feel like mm-hmm. and and I feel like people to show like there's some people maybe they do go to different gatherings and stuff, but we haven't had those because of COVID, which is really yeah. difficult. And but yeah, it just seem, it does seem like a lot of like college, like undergrads, teenagers, like families mm-hmm. with young kids or older people, and it's like okay, I don't like I I I belong because I'm part of the body of Christ and I'm never not going to go to church. And like, I always feel welcome in the building. It's, but I just don't feel that sense of family and community in the mm-hmm. church, but that's not, that's not something that will ever keep me from church, but it just makes me feel like I, I, I mean, I just don't have like my Catholic friends or other places I go where they are. Like, I don't mm-hmm. go seeking out those friendships at my church just because and my individual parish because I just don't have them there but I still know yeah yeah um and you know where I go where I go to church in my parish they have like so this isn't to say that parishes are like they don't have any ministry they do I have a a parish that I go to that it it thrives in ministry it has so many Mm -hmm. um different areas that people can get involved in but also you know um like the parish you know a parish bazaar Mm -hmm. you know or something like that like if you if you don't go to church with someone a friend that you already know Mm -hmm. are you going to be likely like how often I mean what I'm trying to say is I don't think that I would feel comfortable like going to the church bazaar by mm. myself because I wouldn't either. I don't right like no one else is going to be there that I know. It's going to be families and kids and that's a great atmosphere. Yes. Like I love that. Yes, and like but, maybe like newly married couples with like maybe they're expecting or something or they're like they're like okay, let's get involved in the church. Like they are they're mm-hmm. like they are together and they're able to do that or like friends mm-hmm. from college. And yeah. like you said like we don't feel like comfortable showing up by ourselves. Cuz and we're just like in this interesting demographic for like mid late twenties uh, through thirties. And it's just not something that's mm-hmm. not quite geared to. The church is a wonderful place. Once you, um, what I was laughing once. So my, um, my parish has a, um, I was looking for ministries that I could plug into mm-hmm. and they have a, um, a women's adult women's ministry that yeah. meets every week. And I was like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Let me look, you know, like, when does that happen? It's on, it's on like Friday mornings at 9am. And I was like, I'm, I'm at work. I can't do that. Like, and I understand, you know, I understand like you can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of that, you know, mom, like, the, you know, that group is for maybe moms who stay home with their kids or have a, a you know, work part-time mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe for, for grandmas who, who, you know, they're going to say their grandkids later or something. So they come to their adult women's ministry in the mornings. But, um, on the, I do understand like on the flip side of that, like if you have the women's ministry group that meets, you know, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., you know, a lot of women are going to say, 
moms, like moms are like, that's when I'm putting my kids to bed. Like that's, you know, I, I understand I I'm a nanny. So I you know like that's like, that's like end game right there. Right. Um, I, trying what? to do bedtime and stuff. And so they can't, it's, it's, it's hard to be away. Right. Um, and I do think that that is where it's coming down to like the moms do have ministries for themselves. Like there's things that are available to them and like some of them, they are our age. So they have their ministry for them. Yeah. And I was talking to my sister-in-law about this. She's um just like a, like about a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Maura, you're right. Like everything that the ministry for Catholics and sing, like for singles, it's for people that are in high school, college, freshly out of college. And then those that are like 26 and up through their 30s they don't have anything because everything for them would be for those that are married. There is nothing for the singles. Like you're right about Mm -hmm. this. And I'm like, yeah, it's really difficult. And the different things that were available, they've kind of disappeared just because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And there are parishes that some, some of them, not every single one, there's there's a couple around here that do Mm -hmm. specific young adult ministry. Oh yeah. Same Um, here. Yeah, but it and then, um so you you kind of have to know where to go. Mm-hmm. Like you have to know who to talk to in those mm-hmm. cases. You have to know somebody or you have to ask about it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a person who's comfortable doing that, like showing up and being like, "Hey, where are my people?" <laughs> um, it can be difficult. Um yeah, if you don't know, it's it can be a little bit intimidating. Yes, it can. Um where I'm from, there is actually one person that he actually collects all of the groups. He has them all in a spreadsheet on Google. And he like, he intentionally goes up to new people and he introduces himself and he gets them linked up with everything that's around them just so that they know what's available. Like, but it's been harder just with different groups have shut down or just like my own schedule has like less availability like we're, we're recording on a Saturday because we both have crazy evening schedules yep <laughs> and I also was thinking about like different speakers I think that um different speakers that I listened to when I was a, like early 20s like teenager early 20s mid 20s they are geared more towards those age demographics and I aged out of that and people have told me because there's different times where like I've been in a lot of pain and and that wasn't really times but I wanted to hear somebody say oh have hope in the Lord and trust and I'm just like okay yeah but seriously <laughs> that's I'm nice not, and I I know that but uh it doesn't yeah make and that's not saying that I didn't have hope in the Lord it just like that's not where my mind was it was mm. like excuse me Mm -hmm. it was I was in a place where like especially so over the summer I um a friendship had temporarily ended and we did not know Mm -hmm. it was only temporary it was um one of my best friends um um we tried a romantic relationship right before the pandemic hit and I was super busy and the pandemic plus I live with high-risk people and it we weren't able to I called I I called it off I hit pause and then three months had gone by and there was stuff that was happening and then I was like hey like I I don't know how I feel about this but um 
he wanted me to be his girlfriend. I was not mm-hmm. <laughs> white. I was like, no, <laughs> like I need time. It's to a little date. awkward. <laughs> I'm like, can we have a few dates? And he's like, no. And I'm like, so he, and we decided we couldn't be friends. Like we were not going to pursue friendship, mm-hmm. but, um, and that was my best friend. I mean, we didn't talk for a couple months because of other stuff happening, but sure. I had lost my best friend. And I was in deep pain. I was in yeah. really deep pain. And it was the kind of pain where you're just like, you don't know what you're, you, you don't know what to pray for. You're like, do I pray for them to come back? Do I pray to move on? Like, what do I, like, what am I praying? So then instead I would be like every, like, I would be going to like daily mass a few times a week. And like, and I, even in church on Sundays, I'd be like, it's like the, those situations where you're like, God, just let them text me. Let them text me first. Like, just have them reach out to me. And then you're like, so three months go by. And three months of me praying, like, God, what do you want to do with this pain? Because nobody talks about what to do with that pain of losing a best friend. Nobody talks about it. They're just like, oh, have hope in the Lord and trust in the Lord. And it will get, it will get through it. I'm like, yeah. Yes. But like, my friend, yes, my best friend. Yes. And I actually talked to, um, Kevin about that. And he's just like, I'm really sorry about that. Losing a best friend is like a knife to the heart. And I'm like, yes, you get this. Like, you get it. You understand this. And it was really hard. And I was like, I don't like, what is there available? What kind of like, what is there? Because different, like I was looking for like different women's groups. Cause I knew that men's groups that I thought that they addressed things, but like, that's not for women. And then um, I just felt like women's groups were rather fluffy and just, I like, didn't really like they, I felt like they talked about things with honey and they didn't really dive into the pain. And this was like the kind of like heart wrenching pain where you're just like sitting, like you're just like kneeling in, in a church and you're just like, God, what do you do with this? <laughs> like how? And then, um, so then I actually um, decided to pray the Mary undoer of Knott's Novena, which has always, she's, she's a good friend of mine. And the day that I ended that Novena, it was like I was released from that pain mm. and I was kind of able to set that aside and be like, okay, like if that were to, if like, if this comes back up, like that's a side, but I can now move forward and look ahead. Um, we did um, try one more time, but, and it, we're friends now. Um, he's actually wants, wants to come on here sometime and talk about like his own life. Um, oh, but, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah um the ending yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah that was something that like that's when I realized that there was something missing from Catholic mm-hmm. circles in addressing what it's like to be single at this age and Catholic and not really having any ministry available to you or like any like community with, with that yeah yeah. Um, and it, I know for me, so I've moved around a lot. I have a little bit of a gypsy soul. I've moved, I've lived in so many different places in different states. And the first thing that I do when I move to a new place is I find the Catholic church and, or, or a, a Catholic church that I want to go to. And I see what's there, like how mm-hmm. I can plug in. Um, that's where, like, if you're, 
Um, cause I'm a nanny, you know, it's not like I go to the office every day. Like my, I work with children. I need adult conversation after the end of the day. And so <laughs> I don't have coworkers. I don't have, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't have anything like that. Yeah. To yeah. Into. And so if you're brand new in a place and you, you have a work, a work style like that, I know that's very specific to me, but, um, like I, I have, tried to plug into, um, to church, to the faith. Right. I've been to, I've been to places that do it really well. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's super encouraging young adult ministry done well Mm -hmm. is, is amazing. And I know not everywhere is blessed because I've also been places where it's not great or there could be room for improvement. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think (laughs) for you? What do you think young adult ministry done well what does that look like (laughs) um I have to think about that so that is like they are good at outreach they they welcome everybody they kind of like um where I'm from there is a lot there has been so much ministry there was so much ministry until COVID hit like (laughs) My local cathedral has mm-hmm. a really amazing young adult group, mm-hmm. and um, it's after the last Sunday of the month's mass, the evening mass. It's right after that. You go into the basement, and it's um, really theologically based. Um, we pick a topic. The priest um, teaches us. It's not It's not a class by any means, and he even clears up, like, hey, this is not a class. This is not a course. This is not a series. It's like you guys get to learn about a new topic that you of your choosing. And then we have a conversation about, we ask any questions. I typically bring questions that have nothing to do with the topic because I have friends that are atheists or like converts or like they just have, or they're Protestants and they have questions that I don't know the answers to. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ask father so-and-so and he has all the answers so far. Yeah. So I'm going to go get the answers from him. But um, so that's a really good ministry. And it's uh, so it's Sundays and unless I'm out of town, I usually go to those um we have ycp once a month um and then there was um theology on tap there was at least three of them in my area yeah west side the east side and then the heights areas and then even like an hour away there's one out there and those are actually staggered intentionally to avoid conflicting with each other well that's good because then you can go to different so theology on tap is Mm -hmm is typically, I don't know if this is, I think it's usually pretty standard pattern throughout. I mean, it's a pretty well-known ministry for young Mm -hmm. adults, but it's where you can go to um, usually a room in a restaurant or a bar Mm -hmm. or something and have a gathering and young adults can come and they can, you know, grab a drink or maybe some, like, um, I went to one where they offered like free apps and I was like, this is like dinner. I love those. Those are great. Uh I don't actually eat the apps because they're not a part of my diet. I'm on a very, like, I eat really healthy. So okay. I like snack yeah. on the veggies. <laughs> Can usually find something. But uh yeah, but you get you get together. There's usually some socializing, you hang out a little bit, and then there's a speaker on a, a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really cool. Um yeah. You, you can over a variety of different subjects. Yeah, um, and, and there is um question and answer at the end. Yeah. And a lot of socializing before really and after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good ministry. I really, I really like that because I think it's it's more of a casual setting. You get to go out, mm-hmm. um, but you get to you can socialize or you can just come and 
hear the presentation. Um, yeah, I like theology on tap. When when I'm in doubt where I am, um, I I really love holy hours and adoration. And, yes, that's where I bless um, my friends out here. Yeah, and I I was looking for a consistent holy hour mm-hmm. with with praise and worship music mm-hmm. um, and confessions, and there wasn't there wasn't anything like that out here. I so after mass, like it was something that I really loved to do. And I kind of looked a little bit when I moved out here and I didn't find anything. So I asked my priest after mass on Sunday, I said, is there, um, is there any, I described what I wanted. And um, I said, is there anything like that, that exists right now that I can plug into? And he said, no, but we have had young adults approach me and the other pastor. He's like, we've had other young adults approach (laughs) us wanting what you're saying like a monthly young adult holy hour praise and worship confessions and we are open to it like that's that was the thing like that was the funny thing is they they said that's awesome open to this we want this to happen we will host it Mm -hmm. and those people were like great and then they never heard from him again Mm, Um, and I said uh, so I was like well I want this yeah and we, we talked about take, this. So you, and you took initiative and you're like, I'm doing this. <laughs> yes. So I, yeah. So it's, and I wasn't sure what to expect. Like the first one, like there wasn't really anything <laughs> like that. And so I wasn't sure t- what to expect with the first one, but we had probably that first time we had like, I don't know, like 50 people show up, like 50 <laughs> young adults yeah. show up. And it was just, so it's really beautiful. Like we, we have exposition. Mm -hmm. Um, The priest usually gives like a really brief meditation, kind of like what I did um, at the beginning, what we did at the beginning, Um, just a brief meditation um, and then goes to hear confessions. We usually try to have a couple priests Um, and then very reverent. I make sure to like, I don't want, I don't want this to be like a rock out with Jesus kind of thing. Like it's a very, we have something like, just like, yeah, it's very respectful. Yeah, respectful, reverent music throughout. And then we we end with night prayer. We pray night prayer, liturgy of the hours together. Okay. Night prayer. And then um we have benediction. Mm-hmm. And then afterward we go we go out to um usually a brewery and have a drink afterward. And mm-hmm. what I what I love about that 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 kind of a structure is it's a super low pressure social setting. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but this is I'm also an extrovert, so maybe not. Same but, here. <laughs> um, but like the beautiful thing about that is you can. Um, so I thought I heard my roommate. The beautiful thing about that is it's a holy hour. You don't have to talk to anyone if you don't want to. You can come. Everyone loves Jesus, right? So you come and pray, and. Someone's you guys just, can't see this right now, but Sarah is like, like leaning sorry, around a door frame, yeah. like looking to see like, what is happening. Around. There's loud noises everywhere. <laughs> uh, but you can come, you can come and pray. Mm-hmm. Um, you can come and have the holy hour, pray, and then if you want, you can go home if you're not comfortable, yeah. or you can kind of stick around and see who's there, and maybe you would like to. Maybe these seasons like the kind of people you want to hang out with. Yeah, we actually have something exactly like that out here. Yeah, it's, um, it's like once a month. I I didn't start it. I I was actually told about it, and it's 
holy hour benediction there is confession happening um there's at least one priest sometimes there's two priests and there's this huge line sometimes and it's like so it's on friday nights and it's like sometimes i'm thinking like, okay if i can't get to confession on saturday i'm going to the i'm driving an hour just to get to this thing and go to confession there and they also like go out to um, a nearby restaurant that has a bar in it um it's something my sister and I have gone to and we're always like hoping to meet a man because we're like, and then there's a point where you're like, okay, a lot of these people, like they're either already married or they're like 22 and you're like, eh, never mind. <laughs> like, but it's a good place to like, um, make fr- like meet up with your friends or like meet new people. I sometimes intentionally sit at tables at the restaurant with people I don't know, just so I can meet new people. Cause my friends like, um, they kind of like stick together. I'm like, you know what? I'm meet some new people tonight (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh that's awesome I think so I think that's important like when you see I think that's important like maybe for us too because we have we have some time like we don't have families um and like we don't have boyfriends we are not married (laughs) or like we're not engaged (laughs) god whatever god's will is for like our vocation like whatever that is that we like as you were saying like you because i'm not gonna like just reference something you said earlier about how you were looking for something for after you get off of work because you're an expert you need to talk to somebody and the thing is Mm -hmm. that you don't have a guy that's like that it's your boyfriend that you can call after that's like okay like I'm going to talk to this person because like my married friend's like oh yeah I go talk to my husband or like my wife after this and I'm like well I don't have that so how about you answer the phone when I call please uh-huh. yeah like I can go hang out with friends <laughs> pre-pandemic obviously but like, <laughs> yeah you know I can go hang out with my friends but I also want you know like a community a place you feel yeah, like home. yeah. And, and if you you have a lack of that. If you have a lack of community in the church, yeah, um, yes. like I found, like I, you, you kind of have, you have to step up, you have to create it. And this is mm-hmm. like, you know, I took what, what I wanted and I, and I developed something for it and yeah. it took a lot of work and it is kind of, um, it was a little stressful <laughs> at times, but I love it. And I know like there's a need for it. There yes. is a need, you know, we had consistently like 50 to 60 young mm-hmm. adults coming to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just some like, it was just very clear, like, this is something that is so needed, yes. um, in the church. Yeah. Um, but I had to like, I had to take initiative. I had to mm-hmm. like step up and go a little bit out of my comfort zone, which can right. be very difficult. Yeah. And that actually like ties in with this podcast and how mm-hmm. it got started. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, because like, I don't know if you saw this, but like I had a tweet that I put out, um, my, my account's private. Um, but I had a tweet that I put out like in August or September asking if there was any, podcasts that were geared towards single people mm-hmm. in their late 20s and up and um no bites and then I talked to Kevin I'm like hey like do you know any podcasts like this like I don't but I can I can retweet you and then because I have a lot more followers than you and maybe somebody will bite maybe there's maybe there is something out there and he retweeted it and he's like hey I don't know of anything does anybody else know of anything like this and nobody and then I was, t- I was sending to a friend about it and she, I'm just like, there's just a lack. There is this like missing piece and we're just really like, there's just nothing for us. And she tried to relate. She's like, oh yeah, I remember when I was like 22 and I felt like I didn't have a place in the church. I'm like, okay, that's not really the same thing at all being 22. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I feel like there, there, 
there there was stuff available she just and i invited her to them and she just never showed up Mm -hmm. so it was a very different but she was like maura you can make your own podcast and i was like but i don't want to do that (laughs) and i'm like a lot of podcasts like i'm like i would need a co-host and then like we got to talking and Mm because i did not want to do something that was like because all the, all the female on podcasts, a lot of them are like, there's a new guest every week. And I was like, I don't want that. I want something where it's like, there's this consistency of people and you get to become friends with them. And it's not just like a revolving door. And then she's like, oh, you can interview people every week. I'm like, that's exactly what I said I didn't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. But then we got to talking and this is how we got started. Because yeah. like, you can create what you find missing. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing wrong with the fact that there that this didn't exist before because it was mm-hmm. the opportunity for us to show up. Yeah. And it wasn't And I think Oh, go ahead. Um I wanted to say that like I don't blame the people that have podcasts that didn't don't really cover our demographic because it's not their job to. It was kind of mm-hmm. like highlighting that it's like okay, this is a this is a place in the market that should be filled and maybe somebody should do it and it shouldn't just be covered by other people that that's not their mission. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many, there are so many good podcasts out there that I love to listen to and you can get different kinds of content in each one. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a bunch of favorite podcasts that I love, um, to listen to, but Mm -hmm. something that's specifically like they, they, a lot of their topics are very broad and Mm -hmm. cover multitudes of, of areas in life, but, um, it's nice to have something that's more specific to, our demographic because yes. it does tend to fall through the cracks a little bit. It, it, um, it does not notice. Yes. I feel like we're not noticed. We fall through the cracks and I think we're not noticed because we fall through the cracks and they or, or we're noticed, but people just don't really know what to do with us. Yeah. Like, it's such a strange <laughs> ideally temporary situation yeah right we're not kids we're working toward Mm -hmm. in your vocations like you're working Mm -hmm. toward maybe being married or maybe the priesthood or religious life or something but it's just a weird Mm -hmm. transitional vocation can be that nobody really knows what to do with (laughs) yeah yeah um, and I think that they also it's something they didn't know they don't know what to do with because they weren't expecting us to be single this long And because most of my friends, like both of us, we have a lot of friends that got married early to mid twenties and mm-hmm. we're kind of like some of the last ones left of like the single people are like, okay, like, and then we found that like, I feel like my married friends do forget. And then they're like, yep, I, I, I really don't appreciate it. But like, Hey, don't forget me because I'm married now. I'm like, well, you are literally not inviting me to things because I don't have a boyfriend and you can't make it a double date. Oh, wow. Like, and then I think at some point they realized like, oh, Maura's not seeing anybody and it's been a while. Like the men really are just like slim pickings. Like let's invite her so that we can actually mm-hmm. see her again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that you finally figured out that you could hang out with me even if I don't like have a partner. Yeah. It is kind of funny, you know, that kind of feeling of like, you're so happy for your friends yeah. who are married, but also you're like, it's kind of like a... Like things will not be the same as 
is right and just. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're married to someone like you, that, that is your life now. You're, you have created a life together with that person. Mm-hmm. You should be with them. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of like, there is like, you're so happy for your married friends, but at the same time, you're like in the back of your mind, you're kind of going, well, there goes another one. Like, it was nice <laughs> knowing you. Thanks for being my friend. I'll I think like, around. like my initial thought is just like, Ooh, more babies soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, I get to hold another baby soon. Hopefully. Yeah. But I think yeah. that, that like, um, I feel like something that, uh, just like, but part of like being a part of a forgotten demographic, I think that can, that can come with some like anger at Jesus. And that's something mm-hmm. that I've, um, there's different elements that we've talked about. And I was just thinking about how I have dealt with some, like just like being mad at Jesus in the last couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at him right now. Cause he's been um, very nice to me this last week. <laughs> it, but, um, We're on good terms right now. Yeah. But um I mean, I felt gross about it. I felt gross about being mad at Jesus. Hmm. But that's because I was just like, um, I was mad about where I was, what he was asking of me in my life right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm single and I'm in school and there's these different elements of my life going on. And I feel like the only area for me that I am growing in is, well, I mean, I'm always growing in my faith. But, and I felt like it was being tested a bit, not my faith per se, but just my, um, he was testing my love for him. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, mm, you're really annoying me, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and we, that's fine. <laughs> um, but other areas that I felt very stagnant in such as friendship, um, hobbies that like just different hobbies that I used to love doing and I just felt like I didn't have the time for them and he was really demanding me to focus in on like one area of my life and I was like but I'm I'm thirsting and I'm starving in these other areas and Mm -hmm. um so I had some interesting conversations with him in church the last couple weeks where I'm just like I feel stagnant and I'm not happy about this. And I talked to some other people. They're like, we also feel very stagnant. Like we just like aren't growing in these other areas. Like there's missing community, um, missing being able to see your friends in person and hug people and having the time to talk to people. I felt like I just did not have the time to talk to people. Um, and he was kind of like, Mora focus like yes I get it I get it throw it all at me um but there was something itching in my brain like you're starting a podcast and here's where you can get your like this community and then I was like I hope that that is something that will satisfy Mm -hmm. um like with being a forgotten demographic that can obviously like it can, it can bring about like being like mad at Jesus being really angry about where like oh yeah like your like your place in life and like where you are at in the grand scheme of things and like where mm-hmm. you thought you would be versus where you are now mm-hmm. and that's definitely something for us to talk about at fuller length but um something that I want to just kind of touch on is that in those moments really turning to prayer like Jesus can definitely and and I'm speaking on this with having like real life experience in the last week is that really Mm -hmm. answering prayers and be like hey like I I hear you Mm -hmm. and here's the answer to these prayers like and then it's like he just like so these little surprise nuggets were like oh 
And I was like, cause I was venting to one of my friends about different things. And I was just like very freaked out about different things and different things were on my mind and were very like time pressing. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this just happened. I got mm-hmm. another little surprise. And I got like various surprises all in one week. She's like, Jesus loves you. I'm like, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he is listening. He is listening mm-hmm. yes. to all your prayers of grief and anger. Like, and you're just being like, Hey, I could use some help. Yeah. It's not always timely answering prayers, but sometimes it's like, Hey, you really need this boost right now. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. When like full, like going full circle to what we talked about in the beginning, you know, again, God has the power to take, you know, maybe you think that your life is imperfect or that you're failing, that God, God takes that takes your life yeah whatever 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 kind it is maybe you've got all all your ducks in a row maybe you're you you know things are going well maybe you feel like your life's a mess but he takes that and he Mm -hmm. makes it to something beautiful even Mm -hmm. when it's hard and you just can't see it and that's like that's like one of the hardest things is trying to be patient Mm -hmm. while waiting for god to reveal his plan yeah and um it's really important to stick with him. Yeah. Even when you're angry, even when you're like in pain and sad and suffering, because you need to stick with God, not just when you're happy and he's like showering you with blessings and all these answered prayers, but like when you're waiting for the prayers Mm -hmm. to be answered. And then it can take a long time. It's sometimes like, it's a week. Sometimes it's several months. Sometimes it's a couple of years. And that sounds like a really difficult thing to do. And it is, it's so hard. It's so hard. Sometimes it's easier. And other times it's like, okay, when is it my turn to get the blessings? Mm -hmm. And that's why, that's why I think it's so important for, um, single Catholic young adults to have a community because I think we're in, in, in one way or another, we're a little bit in the same boat. Yeah. I think it's important for us to have a place where if I'm struggling with like where I am in life, I can, I can, I can text you more and I can say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm not having fun in life. (laughs) I need to just vent. I need some encouragement and, and you can get that to me because you know, and I'm not, you know, it's not like that all the time. I go through phases of being content Mm -hmm. in this life. And I also go through phases where I'm so impatient and that's, what's beautiful about being able to have a community is to have some people to share that because we know. Yes. Yes. Um, and something, okay, for anyone that's like married or like whatever your place in life is, there are ways to relate to us. One of my best friends, she has been trying to get pregnant for a few years now. She has twins. My, we call them my nephews. They're mm-hmm. very cute. And <laughs> um, she finally, she came to me. She's like, I get me waiting to get pregnant and seeing everybody else getting pregnant before me. I, I think it's like what you are dealing with right now with when people are like, oh, just pray, keep yeah. praying, keep praying and waiting. Oh, stop praying so hard. Stop trying so hard. It's like <laughs> you keep seeing other people. It's there. It gets to be their turn. And you're just like, okay, you're just like waiting, waiting, waiting for it to be your turn. Like, mm-hmm. okay, when do I finally get to like enter my vocation? And she's like, that's, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what it's like. Like we both are like watching other people get what we really want and we're just still waiting we're just like 
so there are ways like there are different elements a part of like other demographic life like if you're married whatever whatever like the whatever place of life you're in there are ways that you can relate and not just be like oh I don't understand like what you're going through because I was not I got married by 22 or like, yep because <laughs> a lot of my friends got married so by 22 <laughs> yeah that's so young I mean like like that's and that's great that's beautiful mm-hmm. um but to they, be able to start out your life your vocation mm-hmm. um like that that's amazing but it it's is. also um but that's not everybody's no, story they have no clue what it's like to be like yeah. 20s in or their 30s and still not have entered that yet still being mm-hmm. in that transitional phase where like the dating game has changed and mm-hmm. how like I think that that also changes with age and with what the like what's going on in society and the culture but that's that's a topic for another day <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so moving forward, mm-hmm. how can we take this, like what we talked about, like that that for being in kind of that forgotten demographic, how can we move forward? How can we put into action? How can we try to mm-hmm. implement, I don't know, just take take that place that that slightly uncomfortable but very unique place that we're in right now and take action on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you had kind of, you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, and this can be hard. This isn't for, this isn't someone's natural. If this, if you're not like an extrovert or an outgoing person, even, but just maybe next time you're in mass, try to look around and see, you know, if there is someone who looks about your age, maybe sitting by themselves, who knows that might be their first time. Like they might be the new girl or the new guy in town who just moved and is looking to plug into Catholic community. Mm-hmm. Maybe try to go and just see if you can introduce yourself to them. Just introduce, just introduce yourself. Say, Hey, you look like, I don't know. I don't know your story, but <laughs> you look young you look like maybe you could use a friend so I just wanted to make sure I've never seen you before so I just wanted to or I've seen you a couple times but I just wanted to say hi and Mm -hmm. introduce myself and um maybe that's something that you can do yeah Yeah. or um you could ask uh praise for info of where to go and sometimes they know about other ministries yes priests sometimes have the inside scoop that you don't like when I asked, you know, about the young adult ministry, they were like, we don't really know of anything like that, that exists right now, but mm-hmm. we know that people want it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, priests have a, like priests know sometimes they have all the inside yeah. information. Um, and sometimes they can point you in the right direction or at mm-hmm. least the right person to talk to. Yeah. Um, and then I think just, maybe moving forward, like if you kind of like, you know, how with this podcast, you and me taking the initiative to start something up and it takes a lot of guts to do that. Um, but just maybe see like, if there's, if there's a lack, if there's something, um, that you feel is missing, maybe, maybe that's you, maybe that's your call. Maybe that's something that you can think about, ways that you can lead in your parish and it doesn't you know it could be young adult specific it could also just be anything but um ways that you can implement your strengths um and take initiative because you and I feel this way Mora mm-hmm. we've talked about this a lot chances are I've seen I, I know friends who feel the same way a lot, I think a lot of people feel how we feel yes um yeah trying to find community in church and so 
chances are if you feel like something is lacking, you're not alone. Yeah. And Um, I mean, I knew that like when I had this idea to start a podcast, I ran it by a bunch of people and they're like, I want to be on that. I have stuff to contribute. Like I like this needs to be out there. So I was like, Mm -hmm. so whatever you guys are thinking about that you find is missing, I'm sure other people feel that same way too. So Mm -hmm. you can either like pray for someone else to like start something or see if God is prompting you to start something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are some good, good, good ways to just try to take an action, you know, put into action where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, see you guys next week. Go check us out on Twitter and on all your streaming devices. Um, We are, um, our handle on Twitter is Carol underscore podcast. Uh, We'll see you later. Bye.